Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Spark of Rebellion. Hello there, and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast. My name's Gary, I'm one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 208. I hope you're keeping well and doing all the Star Warsy things. It's going to be another general newsy show this week. Got a few stories to go through. Got a few things to update you on. And uh, and a bit of sad news to kick off with, which is a real, a real bummer. But we'll talk about that in a second and, uh, and crack on with the rest of the show. If you are new here to Spark of Rebellion, then welcome. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe and follow, because we put a new episode out every single week. I'm going to change it up slightly. Those of you that are the... Uh, the Spark of Rebellion veterans that have been with us for a couple of years now will know that we normally go out at a weekend uh, on a Saturday, which we're going to continue to do, but we just changed our support tiers just a little bit. So I'll give you some details later on in the episode how you can support the show, but uh, little spoiler, spoiler alert, you'll be able to get your hands on SOR a little bit earlier than usual. So welcome aboard, and yeah, those of you that have listened for a while, then welcome back and back all the welcomes this morning. So, my name's Gary, as I said, one of your hosts. Uh, let's bring him on. Come on, he's waiting in the wings uh, to come on. He's not one of the dudes that gets dispatched early. He's a co-host that's going to be here for ages. He's not a stormtrooper, for God's sake. Let's get him on. It's my co-host, Mark. How you doing, mate? I'm all right, geezer. I'm all right. Yeah, we've got the old early access coming, haven't we? Ooh, I love that. Yeah. On all the tiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeedy. Yeah, I'll give you some deets later on that. But yeah, it's a good thing, giving our supporters uh, uh, a little treat there. So you don't think Star Wars, you dude? Last week? Actually, no, we recorded on um, Friday, so the last few days. Yeah, I got the old Escape from Velo book, which came through the post the other day. I totally forgot or didn't realise that it was a, uh, a young adult book, if not a kid's mm. book. Text massive. But it's all right, be all right for the kid. And uh, yeah, finished the old <laughs> Darth Bane trilogy. Oh, nice. Yeah, What's it was good, thoughts? man. I really enjoyed it. Thoughts on that, then? Very good. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, the middle book was... It's weird. The middle book's like a... The, mm, the first one's the best. The second one's the best story, but the first half is weirdly executed. The third one never feels like it gets going, but it gets going. And I can't explain... I don't know how to explain it other than that. It's like... It's one of those book series that's like genuinely a trilogy. Like, it's better as a trilogy, not as an individual book. So, and that's rare that that happens, actually, uh, apart from the throne stuff, in my view. But it's mm. rare that, like, the trilogy is stronger as a trilogy in, in the books. It's often that there's one decent one and there's one that's a bit shaky and whatever. Um, yeah, enjoy it. And then, like I said last week, the fact in Legends that this is the last thing you hear of the Sith until Phantom Menace, from what I can tell, it's actually pretty cool. It's actually really quite cool. Um, so I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to mm. ruin it, but yeah. Did you start it? Have you started Path of Destruction yet? No, not yet. I plan to. liability. Uh, yeah. I plan to. It was on my list for the weekend. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. I just hadn't finished one of my other books, which I'm literally just two chapters away. So this week I'll be on it. So after tonight, when I've boxed those two off on this other book, then I'll be on it. But hmm. It does sound really good, dude. I'm looking forward to it. And you sell it well. Yeah, it is. Apart from the middle one. They do lay a lot of... Uh, like I said, the second book's... I think the second <laughs> book's got like the best written um, 
fight in it, without mm. a doubt, that I've ever read. And uh, and the concepts are really good. And, and yeah, it, just, it does. It sets up a lot that we know of the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. It sets a hell of a lot up. And you're just like, oh. So, good times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 man. It is. It's, I don't want to say, it's hard to say something about it, but I would, yeah, I would highly recommend like zipping through it. It's, it's really good, man. You'll like it. All right, cool. Well, I'll, I'll smash through that then. And then we'll, we'll spend, uh, we'll spend a chunk of time on a future ep soon and we'll, we'll do a review of that. Then. Yeah. Good. Uh, some other book trilogies that are, so would you say that Heir to the Empire is a, a great book trilogy or would you just say one of them's, one of the books is all right? don't know. I don't know, man. It's a difficult. I'm a bit weird with Thrawn because I I prefer the more recent Thrawn. Yeah, like Timothy's hands had like 20, 30 years to really figure him out. Mm. Um, and he's a very different character in canon than he is in Legends. You know, he's just, yeah. he just doesn't appear that much in Legends. He's, he's almost a legend within Legends. Um, but it's, I don't know, Heir to the Empire I thought was, I thought it was good. But I just, it was all, it was, it was good, but like a seven good all the way yeah. through. And there was a little bit of dips, like the introduction to Mara Jade was great. The Katana fleet was all right. But it's one of the, for me, it's one of those trilogies that's made better by um, Survivor's Quest, Outbound Flight, um, and what, I can't remember the other book where they find the Thrawn clone. Um, but the, and, and, and because like, that's like the legend of Thrawn is that entire thing. Mm -hmm. whereas I think the yeah. more modern books are very much like, okay, I can read Ascendancy, I can read that trilogy, can read the original Thrawn trilogy in canon, and instantly I'm like, damn, this guy's good. And here's mm -hmm. why he's good. Not just It's not just someone saying he's good because he's good. It's like, here's why he's good. And I've seen it and read it myself. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so The Heir to the Empire, I find that a, a tricky read, that one. Only because it's like... Uh, Zahn's sort of first foot in the door, if you know what I mean. So he's, mm. I think he's just, although he nails that book and it's all very good, I find the following one a bit better. Yeah. Now, what's the next book? Uh, Dark, Dark Force Rising. I find that a better read. Yeah. Just because he's sort of established a few things by that point and he's really building on, on a few things. Uh, one trilogy I'd like to check out, and we covered this, um, I think just before Christmas, dude, we found this list on a website, it's like the best Star Wars books ever, and we agreed with some of them. And there was that, do you remember that classic, uh, the Han Solo trilogy of books? Some of those look really cool. Brian Daly. Yeah. yeah I might go back and, and check those out. Because they were like really early days. So that was fresh out of um, sort of the George Lucas only era of when Han was just like the, you know, the, the original trilogy Han and he hadn't been sort of morphed into this other thing with uh, that we see him in these future future years and stuff with Solo and whatnot so might check that out mm. might dig those out yeah but yeah anyway uh, trilogy well. of books yes good uh, alright then dude um, have you not got your lightsaber out this week you haven't have you not this no. week left it yeah, packed yeah. it up kept it packed up yeah yeah good yeah probably best same same, it's for the best. Uh, first news story, let's get this out of the way. I don't want to finish the show on a bummer, so let's uh, talk about this quickly. So, uh, in the last week, Carl Weathers, we said goodbye to the great Carl Weathers. So, in the Star Wars universe, we know him, obviously, as uh, as Grief Karga from the Mandalorian stuff. And I imagine a lot of Star Wars uh, 
other content creators and blogs and whatnot will be speaking about this. But you and I have got a, a, a much deeper love for Carl Weathers. It goes back, I don't know, since we were kids, man. Since we saw, you know, the early, you know, the early Predator stuff and Rocky and some other bits. So a real gutting piece of news, not just for Star Wars. I mean, I'm not sure how this is going to impact the uh, the Mandalorian and Grogu movie, which I assume he was going to be in in some mm-hmm. capacity. Um, you would you would have thought so. So I'm not sure how that's going to affect things moving forward. But what a blow, man! Uh, and I'll come into it in a second. Why this is a bit more of a blow, but dude, uh, you're like the biggest Rocky fan, right? That's uh, you know in a in the Northern Hemisphere probably. So yeah, this is like a this is a massive blow, right? What a gutting bit of news. I was I was gutted, man. When I saw it pop up on the news, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And it was compounded more by the fact that we'd met him last year. There's a picture behind me of us with him. And it was just, you never know what's going on with people, man. Um, but Jesus Christ, he was strong and he was fit. Like, fitter than us, stronger than us. You're like tough as, oh, yeah. tough as old boots, you know what I mean? He was strong. The handshake was strong. He didn't, he didn't look sick. Um... We saw him in season three of Mando. He, he was fine. It seemed great in that one. You just never know what's going on and, and what's up. I don't even think we've got a cause of death yet, but yeah, oh, I was gutted, mate. I was gutted. Like I said, I'm a huge Rocky fan. It's probably my favourite film, Rocky. And I was just like, damn, yeah. damn. You know, you see yeah. some of the tributes from like Stallone and um, just how much he impacted. And you, you sort of forget how much he did. As well, you sort of think of him as Rocky and Predator, and more recently Star Wars. But he did a lot of stuff back in the eighties, nineties, early two thousands. Obviously, we've got uh, Happy Gilmore and all that sort of stuff from a <laughs> tongue-in-cheek perspective. But like little films yeah. like Action Jackson and all that sort of stuff that you just you'd, you'd never really think of. Um, so yeah, man, I was gutted. I was like, it's the first celebrity loss apart from probably Carrie Fisher. Um, Maybe a couple more, but that has properly like made me think, Jesus Christ, you have got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was such a surprise, man. It was such a surprise. And yeah, I think it was, it was probably odds on he was going to be in, in, in probably in passing involved in the, the, the Mando and Grogu movie. Um, and yeah. I'd, I'd be very surprised if there's not a tribute in there to him at some point because, yeah, I was shocked, man. Shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And I don't know. I don't normally, um, I don't really normally get affected by celebrity deaths. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's normally one of those things where um, you like you, your other half normally tells you. It's like, oh, have you heard so-and-so's died? You're like, oh, oh shit. Um, but this one, yeah, for two reasons. One, because it came out of the blue. Like you said, when we met him very briefly before, and I'm not sure if his Twitter account is run by, was run by him or a team of people or somebody. I don't know. The way that the tweets are composed, it looks like he's, you know, writing his own tweets and whatnot. Um, but he was tweeting like the day before he died. You know, he was tweeting about several things and work and all the rest of it. So, yeah, just like you said, you never know, but out the blue. But I, I find that with these guys like Carl Weathers, Stallone and Arnie, you know, Van Damme to a degree and whatnot, because because you and I grew up when these guys were in their prime, and they looked, I'm not, not that they looked old, but they just looked like, you know, like you and I are now in our prime, you know, just, you know, in good shape, you know, good looks, all that stuff. That's just how it felt. And then as you grow up yourself and you get into, your, you know, your 20s and your 30s, still in our 30s, those guys are still there. I know Arnie took a bit of a break to do the whole 
political thing, but they're still there making films and they still look, look at Stallone now, still looks really good. So you often get this impression that these guys are invincible or they're immortal just because you've grown up with them and you expect them to be like your granddad was or, you know, somebody that's old and frail, but these guys are kicking it, man. They are still going. So when something like this happens, you think, come on, this can't be right. They've got years and years left. So yeah, yeah they don't seem to age. It's true, man. They don't age because they stay fit. They stay healthy. You know, it's like, it's one of those things as you get a bit older, like, you know, I used to, I used to train heavily up to like probably 35, didn't up until probably last year. And now it's like, you know, I'm probably training four or five times a week for the same reason to just to maintain a level of fitness and healthiness. But you just yeah. never know, like, you know, Mother Nature's a, a shit, far stronger than we are. And it's one of those, you just don't know. Like you said, he was tweeting, literally tweeted the day before and his, you know, his sign off, the BP sign off they always did. Um, he was in he, he was in charge of his own social. You could tell that he wasn't, you know, there was nothing else going on. And it, it was, yeah, I don't know if we have got a cause of death yet, but it, it just, I mean... It was just a shock, man. So yeah, rest in peace, man. He's I, 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 probably the first celebrity that I'll genuinely miss being around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, man. Yeah. Keep punching, man, wherever you are. Rest in peace and all that. So yeah, we say goodbye to Carl Weathers. Let's move on to some to some happier Star Wars news, shall we? Uh, we've had some awards that have been bagged, dude, this week. We had two. We had one that we knew about, which was the, the Saturn Awards. Remember we spoke about that? We were like, what the bloody hell's the Saturday still around? The old Saturn Awards. And we thought it They're was... They're a bit uh, 90s. Do you know what, mate? It's got 90s written all over it. Yeah, Christina Aguilera smashing out through like 1999, turning up with Britney Spears. Mm. Fight. Yep. Yep. Maybe we could have caught this on a webcast. Maybe one of those things. Let's write a weblog. A weblog, yeah. I thought it was just Filoni that was up for this... Uh, you know, this uh, George Powell Memorial, which is like, you know, services to creative and all that stuff. But no, they bagged a couple more as well. So this was on Sunday, just gone. Andor uh, took home best new genre television series in the bag. Pretty good. The Bad Batch, best animated television series for the second year in a row. That's pretty and cool. And that was for, yeah, that was for season two. Uh, and then we had Filoni, he got the... Uh, he got the J uh, George Powell Memorial Award, which is very cool. So that was cool. And then there was a couple of other bits from Lucasfilm in general. So Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, that one best fantasy film. And uh, Bit of a stretch. John Will- yeah. <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford, best actor. John Williams for best music. So Lucasfilm in general probably had some champagne that night. And then at the Grammys... Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is a video game, dude. That picked up best soundtrack at the Grammys, which was, uh, what's this guy's name? Gordy Harb. Gordy Harb and Stephen Barton. Best soundtrack. Okay. Now, I can concur with that. I'm on board with that because when, whenever I'm working, I, I often listen to soundtracks and scores more than anything. And both Jedi, Fallen Order and Survivor have got really, really good soundtracks, actually. It's one of those... Uh, we spoke about this again a little while ago about John Williams. Oh, it was a story we spoke about when he was like, no, I'm not retiring. I'm going to carry on and do some shit. And we were like, maybe they'll just get other composers to uh, to compose in his style. He just signs it off, you know, that sort of thing. And both of these soundtracks are very much, 
paint that picture. They are they are very very John Williams, which as you'd expect. But they've got a little bit of just a bit of spice in there that gives it a bit of you know differentiates a little bit from some of the other Star Wars stuff. So yeah, a Grammy in the bag for for Survivor. So that's good, dude. Star Wars picking up some awards and stuff. It's always good. Yeah, no, it's good. It's nice to see it, and it's nice to see Andor winning. I'm surprised Andor won because it's such a character-driven piece, and I, I don't. I don't want this to sound like it's going to sound. I don't want this to sound condescending, but the Saturn Awards, character-driven. <laughs> Steady. Uh, you know, I'm not Come saying on. anything, you know, put two and two together. Um, <laughs> right between the but, lines. Yep. So I didn't have to, but the, <laughs> the, yeah, the game winning the gram is quite nice. Um, that's quite cute. It's quite nice. nice. Yeah, Come it's on, nice, man. isn't it? It's a Grammy. It's just, this is, this I is know not, it is. This is different what I mean to the is Saturns. It, yeah, I know, I know. It's yeah, it's far and above in it. Well, no, I think what I mean by that is it's just <laughs> it's quite nice that it's a Star Wars game. I mean, you know, games are being recognised now, which has been the case for quite a while. But it's just nice that it's a Star Wars game. You know, I thought it might be something like Spider Man Two or whatever, because um, that's that the music on that's brilliant. Um, so I just I thought it might be something like that. But no, it's cool, man. It's nice to see it. Um, the Bad Batch is quite interesting as well. I didn't realise it won it last year, so it's quite cool that it's won it the second year running. Um, because I do like that animation style. It's like clone. It's like dirty Clone Wars, isn't it? You know what I mean. It's mm. like, like and not muck. in a dirty way. It's like no m- mucky, bit of m- blue fuck dads. No, it's yeah, yeah. It's just a bit of a bit a bit of uh, a bit dirty on the old armor. So yeah, it's quite nice to mm. see that, mate. Yeah, I was quite quite impressed by that one. Um, yeah, it's a bit like uh, it's a bit like so what Solo is to the Star Wars films. Yeah, that's you know, fair. Y- yeah, yeah, they're a bit clean and. Well, mostly they've got a nice clean feel to them. Yeah, it, Solo it, they make war look shiny, whereas Solo yeah. makes war look dirty. You know, it's dirty. the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like the so Clone Wars makes war look dusty. Dusty, Just there you dusty. go. Yeah. And then in the Bad Batch, it's like, nah, it's not dusty, mate. It's like wet dust. Let's call that mud. Mm. It's got a grungy, gritty feel to it. What do you reckon to this, then? What does best new genre television series What's what's new genre then? I think Andor, it's not. I think it's. I don't think it's new genre. I think it's best new genre TV series. So I was like, in a new program in that genre. That's in well, just I, I think genre is defined as a genre. So it's not just like here's sci-fi and that's the genre. I think it's genre is now a category, a higher level category, and ah. it's just it's not a mainstream. Mm. T- it's not like True Detective. It's like a genre TV show, which is like sci-fi. It's it, it's a sci-fi or a something. Do you know what I mean? I think that's, it's a bit of a catch-all for the non-mainstream. Um, oh. Yeah. Saturn. Inside info. Yeah. Tweaking the old taxonomy. Gotcha. Oh, tag it up, tag it up. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Okay. Uh, but like I said, I'm surpri- I am surprised by Andor getting that. Yeah, same. Which is why I wanted your, your view on that, because mm. uh, it's not your average run-of-the-mill pew, pew, pew. No, no. Let's do all the Star Warsy things, you know? It's not even sci I mean, it's sci-fi. It is sci-fi. Don't get me wrong, but it's more mm. ra- drama, sci-drama, sama. Yeah. Espionage. Drama. Yeah, espionage. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's a genre. Maybe not. Who, who knows? It? Anyways, it's good. It's quite nice that they've bagged some awards. So, well yes, done, you lot. Well done. Well done, kids. You know the Ahsoka TV show? You know it. You know it pretty well. Oh, of course I do, yeah. Yeah. It's been out a little while. 
that too is going to be transferred over to the fabulous medium that is comic books. So this is a bit of a common thing at the minute, right? So Marvel are like, look, you've had your run, yeah, you've had your fun and messing about on screen. Now it's time to get to work, yeah? I've got a series of writers lined up, eager to do some stories in print. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. So Ahsoka is coming later this year, and just the name itself, no need to go nuts on the name. It's called Star Wars Ahsoka. All good. And that's out in July, written by Rodney Barnes, uh, with art by Steve Cummings, George Genty. It's eight issues long, and it will just go through in a similar way that uh, I think the Kenobi comic book series did. I think that was six or eight issues, something like that. And it's just like a, a bit of a retelling of what we saw on screen, but it will just, it'll there'll be some gap filling and a little bit of, you know, some other bits that are happening in the galaxy and stuff like that. So um, I think I know the answer to this, dude, but you're probably not going to pick these single issues up. Maybe you'll flip through it on the app, perhaps. But uh, it could be yeah. kind of cool. You know, a lot of people like Ahsoka, so. Yeah, I think it's one of those, I'll, you know, when you're desperate for something to read, you've got nothing else, you've got Marvel Unlimited, you'll fire the Obi-Wan comics up, you'll fire these up and read them. It's I would imagine you're the same. It's not a, I'll certainly not urgently be getting to them. But yeah, it's, it's again, I, I applaud what they're doing with this, you know, certainly with the Thrones stuff and with the, you know, well, anything that they adapt like this. I think it's a nice way of getting people into it, nice way of getting kids into it. Um, and they always throw, like you just alluded to, they always throw a little bit of detail extra in. They always throw a little bit extra for like us so that we know what's going on. Um, yeah. Usually like a one-liner, usually a might be Darth Malik. It might just be like, oh, you know, his, you know, his brother Maul. I'm not saying that is the case. Don't quote me on that one, Mike Zero. But the, the point is it the, 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 <laughs> there's, there's, there's often a connection between them um, that they'll throw in. That's such a throwaway thing, but to the geeks, it's like, ooh, a little bit of canon. So, yeah, I would imagine a little bit of that. I quite like the art style on this dude as well. Quite like yeah. these. Mm. Yeah, it looks very cool. Yeah. I like they've, yeah, they've, I like they've sort of they've taken creative license with every character. Apart from... Apart from... Balaam <laughs> Skull. I was going to say Hugh Yang. But oh, yeah, Hugh Yang, obviously. But, you have yeah. to, <laughs> But Ray Stevenson, they've just drawn Ray Stevenson. I'm like, sort of respect that. Do you know what I mean? Good looking That's guy. Cool. And it's mm. just nice to, to tribute. But uh, yeah, the artwork's quite nice. You can tell it's you can tell it's targeting a slightly younger audience, um, which I've got no issue with at all. I think it's a I think it's a really nice thing to do. Um mm. so is it this is not the free comic book day one, is it? I don't it's think not, so. Is it? No, it's not, because that's coming up, isn't it? Okay. Uh, oh in yeah. fact, I think the free comic book day one's a Darth Vader one this year. They're usually Vader ones. Okay. Yeah, probably. They usually kick off like a mm. crossover. True. Um, I had beard envy, you know, watching Ray Stevenson. Yeah, oh, big Great time. beard, man. Yeah. Full, thick, suits him down to the bloody ground, mate. Yeah. And the way it was cut in as well. Yeah. And it wasn't Livid. too... Yeah, it was good. Livid. Oh, bloody shame, man, losing all these people. Come on. Oh, it's shit, isn't it? Ay, ay, ay. Anyway. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, so Ahsoka, it does go on to say uh, that the, um, so Barnes, who's uh, who's the writer on it, does say it's a thrill and an honour to be adapting. So the character is a, an essence 
the essence of classic Star Wars layered, complex and fun. And I hope the fans enjoy this adaptation as much as the series uh, at the series adapted form. We're big fans here at Marvel, obviously. And we've been wanting to do something with Ahsoka for a long time. So by the force, our dream finally came true. So that's cool, you know, because that char- we have, can't forget that Ahsoka has been around for a long time now. So it's uh, for some of the fans at work at Marvel, because let's not forget, you and I have said this for donkey's years, dude, before we started this podcast, that typically the comic book writers are the dudes that, you know, that they know the characters inside out. And they typically do a great job um, because they've got more time to flesh these things out a little bit more than what you'd see on screen. So if you've got fans of the character wanting to do a story about the character, then it's probably going to end up being pretty sweet. So July is when that one drops. That'd be nice. I think that's... Yeah. I reckon we'll probably get some announcement around Ahsoka Season 2 as well, which I think will be tied in with that date. Mm. Just... Oh, good. Yeah, I do. I think we will do. There's been rumours about Hayden coming back for Ahsoka Season 2. Um, of course, he's going to come back, like, you know, printing money in it. Um, so... Mm. I would imagine we'll get an announcement around the same time and it will, which is intended to help with some comic sales as, as well as anything else. So mm, yeah, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be surprised. Probably uh, 2027. Yeah. It's a wild one, isn't it? Cause like, where's it going to fit around the movies and that? That's the question. They've not even started any production on it either. Have they? So production will probably be next year mm. and then year after. Oh no. Yeah, it's true. That's not a bad thing, though. Yeah, if the Ray movies drop in that year, then we might, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good, good times, yeah. good times. No, good it's times. good, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for more of that. And I, I hope the I hope the format and the, and they'll get it right, but I'm sure they the, the, the will. But the, you know, the format and the flow of it, like when the movie comes out, let's not do what we did in Mando, where we spent an episode going off and doing this. Same with Boba Fett. Let's not, let's not waste two episodes resolving another storyline from another TV show. Do you know what I mean? I just hope they get... I hope they'll learn a little bit from some of the fans' issues with that. Yes. Agreed. Yep. Uh, Lego news. Star Wars Lego specifically. Turns 25 this year, which is kind of crazy. That's Wizen. That's Wizen? That's Whizzed by. Whizzed by very quick. And... uh, Lucasfilm and Lego collectively have got a year-long celebration coming up, apparently. So this kicks off with the International Toy Fair in New York uh, way back in 1999. And uh, and now we're in our 25th year. So um, we know, we're not sure exactly what's going to happen throughout the latter part of the year. But um, uh, on the March 1st this year, uh, they will kick off the, um, the Lego Star Wars uh, film festival which is going to invite fans from around the world to submit their own 25 second film that recreates their favorite star wars moments and forges a new one with lego star wars building sets minifigures so that's probably going to be like a stop motiony kind of thing that a lot of fans are going to do i think so next month they're going to ask basically fan input to kick off the celebration and then i would imagine dude that after that throughout the rest of the year we're just going to get a bunch of celebratory 25 year sets announced so although it's a celebration of, you know, the old birthday, yep, 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 
you live all that it's obviously a bit of a, a great opportunity it's a missed opportunity if you didn't put the old money spinner in there as well so now they're going to put a load of new sets out and they're going to badge it with this 25 years of lego star wars so all the sets that you've you didn't pull the trigger on because you were like jesus i've saved for it but that's a lot of money you know that would buy x amount of burgers from mcdonald's that or pints or whatever now because you've got the 25 years badge on there you can probably now pick that up safely money well spent and we've got some some actually pretty cool sets actually um one that stands out to me i mean there's loads i'm just going to rattle through them very very quickly uh we've got um these new sort of little millennium falcon sets we've got one for that we've got one for the um the tanti four these are like the little diorama sort of things that are on a little stand and and that kind of thing we've got one for um the invisible hand got another one for r2d2 which is a decent size i think you might have got have you got no you've got a larger one than that you've got a large one and then we've got the tanti 4 the corridor the building set with all the minifigures and stuff so these are the ones that we've got announced so far that have got the badge on it i'm not sure if the actual builds themselves are going to be much different from what you would get normally other than that and then like i said we'll probably get some really cool stuff throughout the rest of the year but um uh dude firstly you've got an r2d2 right i'm sure you have hmm yeah, I got the big Ultimate Collector's big one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's nice. This one does look extremely similar. Extremely similar. Um, I mean, it was going to do its R2-D2, but it it's just less detailed, inevitably. But I like the Tantive, you know. Mm. I think that's out of all these, these little, like you said, think of more of a diorama approach. I, invisible Hand, I'm not that fussed on. Uh, out of them all, it's the Tantive, man. I think it looks really smart. I think it looks really mm. nice. It's a nice way, nice access point for a, something like the Tantive, you know, it's a, you don't have to big, buy a big Ultimate Collector's one for it. So I really like that one. Um, and obviously it's the Phantom Menace 25 years as well. I think if there's not a shed load of sets that come out because of that, but to tie in with this, I'd be absolutely flabbergasted. Um, yeah, true. That'd yeah. be pretty cool though. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, to get yeah. some sets from that. I don't know if we've got much Lego in the way of the Phantom Menace. I think we've got little bits here and there like... Um, Darth Maul's little uh, hover scooter bike thing. I think we got that at some point. And then we got um, something else. What else did we get? We got... Um, let me just have a quick look, actually. Because that's annoying me that I can't remember. Th Phantom Menace Lego sets. Yeah, we got a few here. So we got... Yeah, they're just little diorama pieces, really. And we got the most Eisley big set. I know. I think you got that as well, dude, didn't you? But I'm not sure if that's the Cantina stuff at Mo's Eisley. I don't know if that's labelled and badged as the Phantom Menace specifically, though. But we did get some more. It's it's like more in the way of um, uh, ships more than anything, and a couple of little diorama pieces. So yeah, let's have a look on Amazon. Amazon have normally got the skinny. Yeah, so we got the um, we've got the pod racer stuff. We've got the clone troopers battle pack. We've got the ghost stuff, which is not the Phantom Menace anyway. Uh, we got the uh, Naboo Starfighter. We got the N1 Starfighter. Uh, Federation AAT. Got all those bits, but nothing really meaty. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing really. Um, no big sort of sought after sets that you would think, oh yeah, I've got to have that from the Phantom Menace. It's main, like I said, it's mainly ships. And actually, I've oh, missed out on the old Razor Crest, you know, just looking at that Lego. 
little diorama piece. Oh, when did that come out? Oh, that's not even Lego. <laughs> that's not even a Lego set. It's just disguised as a cheap knockoff by something called Jolvo or Julvo, apparently. Anyway, uh, and then some other bits and pieces. So, um, I'm not sure on some of these other bits. Do you know what the... It's kind of technically there's two uh, for the Tantive. Um, when I say technically two, I mean technically two as in um, we've got the actual ship itself, the big one, and then we've got the corridor, which is more like the diorama stuff. So, yeah, um, not much in the way of Phantom Menace, dude, over the years. Um, mainly ships, but I think we're crying out for like a big meaty build, something from the Phantom Menace. Yeah, I wonder what it'll be as well. Like, would it be the Gungan City would be quite cool? Would it be a, I don't know. You'd want a bit of Anakin in there. Is it going to be the final battle? The big Trade Federation starship? I don't know. I mean. Oh, big Mustafar thing. Yeah. That'd be cool. Because you lot in there. But yeah, some of these are pretty cool, Matt. I'm sort of a bit out of Lego at the minute. I'm not, I've got, I've got, still got my Moss Eisley to build, which I've just got to get done, but um, just running out of a bit of room for it. So I'm, yeah, I think I'm a bit, I just think I'm a bit yeah. full on Lego at the minute, you know? Yeah. Same, dude. Same. It's room, isn't it? I see these pictures on Instagram and the odd YouTube video where someone's got a Lego room. That's bloody mm-hmm. annoying. You know, it's like the, the size of our living rooms and yeah. it's just, Yeah. There's like the, you know, the big Millennium Falcon, the Ultimate Collector Series mm. one that's massive. They got that on a big coffee table, Star Destroyer up on there. Just get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here with armor. all your time and money. Yeah. Yeah. They're not cheap. They're not cheap. So happy dude. birthday. No. Happy yeah, birthday, happy birthday, Lego, Lego Wars. <laughs> and all that. Hope you make some coin from that. Uh, last story, dude. Let's finish up with some, with some whimsy, some sarcasm. And some whatnot from the uh, the ever entertaining dudes over at Screen Rant. Who wrote this one then? Uh, Brianna Chusek. Uh, mm. Hope I'm saying that correctly. And the headline is: The next Star Wars movie will completely rewrite Return of the Jedi's ending. Um, Mark's already got that face. Like, no, it won't. Shake of the head. And uh, just to, I won't read the entire article, but the crux of the story is that all the celebrations that you see at the end of the film and the special edition, the special edition of the, uh, Return of the Jedi really hammed it up as well. They went to like all these different worlds and the big fireworks and all that stuff. The story is saying that all of that was essentially premature. So just because the emperor was killed doesn't mean that the empire itself also collapsed in that very moment and the new film um which is focused on uh thrawn of course who will still be alive and kicking at that point uh, i think and uh is basically saying look we know that from some of the books that even after the events of the emperor dying we still have i think it's about 10 years isn't it of still like war and fighting and stuff which culminates at the the battle of jakku i think it is that we see um uh they added that level actually in battlefront too it's very cool anyway um yeah so they added that and then that's when the empire 
quote unquote properly dies because you know all that stuff's done and they've won the battle and then the the galaxy can go on and rebuild itself until we get obviously later on the first order so um this is kind of an obvious thing to say dude i don't think it needs an entire article written about it i mean if you're a very very casual star wars fan then then it would appear that way of course you know the emperor falls darth vader dies the good guys win all the ewoks have a little dance happy days you would think that you know everything's switched over those of us that have read you know uh periphery stuff books and whatnot and video games would know that's not the case but uh, it seems kind of weird that again the title is very clickbaity and very um absolute which obviously we don't deal in uh that they're going to completely rewrite that stuff so it seems weird dude that screen rant are on this train of um you know let's just have these ridiculous titles and then have a very obvious statement in the in the article so another yeah. fun one mate yeah it, it is quite a trend with them at the minute which is a it's a weird one, isn't it? Because, it, it, you know, it, it, it prompts a read. You think, oh, okay, I'll, go on, I'll give that a look. Um, but, yeah, it's... I don't have an issue with the articles because I get what... Like I said before, I say every week, I get why they do it and they want a bit of traffic through and it's sort of a fine. And the article, like you said, is like really obvious stuff. There's a new film set after Return of the Jedi, which means the ending has different implications. Well, it sort of doesn't, it sort of doesn't. Um, it still ended how it ended and there was all this other stuff like you mentioned, all the aftermath stuff on Jakku and the stuff with Masameda and the New Republic and Mr. Bones and Snap Wexley, like that all still happened, that's cool. Like, it didn't rewrite the ending just because we wrote Aftermath, it was just the ending was the ending and then a new story started or there was a continuation. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's like you say, it's that hyperbolic title, the clickbait stuff, it's just... Maybe we're just a bit hypersensitive to it because we're in Star Wars, but I'm sure they do. In fact, I know they do it with like Marvel and DC and anything else in pop culture. Of course they do. So you just, I don't know. It's just, I get it. I just, you must just get bored of writing that stuff. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's probably a, there's probably a line to walk on. If you're, if you're managing and running a blog like Screen Rant, you can't just have um, informative editorials all the time. You need to have that clickbaity uh, thing going on, you know, because like you said, every week, you know, we get why they do it. They need the clicks and the traffic and everything. Yeah, because especially if there's no new stories as such, they've got to make their own stories. You know, it's... it's yeah, yeah. There are businesses that specialise in just writing these types of stories for outlets that just do this, just do clickbait. And it's, I mean, I don't know, let's have a look. Are there any ads in here? Yeah, there's a few ads. There's a lot a of them are intended yeah. to get you through the article and as much read time from a so the display ads, the impression they get their impressions on the display ads. Um yeah. This is a business. Yeah. Yeah. Can you can you promise that? Well to look at the whole pie. But the uh yeah, it's it's difficult. I mean, you and I would be fired from here pretty much yeah. within a week, you know. Because we'd we'd be like, look, I just want to write an insightful, potentially educational, non-patronizing piece of good yeah. Star Wars. Because I think the star, the thing that you would want to write on this is you would focus. They do mention a few things which are cool. They say that you know it's informative because they say that the Mandalorian, you know, season three was set four years after Jedi, so there's stuff going on there. They introduced 
the uh, what is it the um, the Imperial Shadow Council that mm-hmm. was introduced, which is very cool, and then they've got information about Thrawn and and all that stuff. So dive into all that a little bit, you know. Mm. Let's let's talk about that because that stuff is cool. Um, so yeah, it's just the uh, <laughs> it's just the obvious stuff, you know. It's almost like they're on the it, no pun intended the verge uh-huh. of writing some cool stuff about Star Wars, but then you've got an editor somewhere or you know a marketing person that's like no 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 yeah go do more right? go more <laughs> yeah go and do these things first yeah that's a priority and then talk about your little star wars thing <laughs> in between that's all good but yeah another fun one dude from screen man i assume next week when we record there'll be another one um that you know there'll be another uh star warsy stuff and we also have to remember too that this stuff is going to be rampant for the next year or so those of us that have been around uh, you and i you know been there seen that had those downtimes within star wars when there's not a new film immediately on the horizon and there's only a couple of bits that are coming out you you have to fill the void you have to Mm. fill the gap you know if lucasfilm are not putting out anything new or they're not drip feeding news about anything or or whatever no video games in the immediate future either so it's just the comics and books as always you've got to fill it with something Mm. so i reckon these types of articles not just at screen man but some other blogs as well they're going to be there's going to be more of this stuff dude yeah for sure don't yeah. disagree man it's just it's a it's a funny one isn't it just to see it happening i think like i said i think we're just hypersensitive to it because we're in new you know we're in news pertaining to star wars and we we, we see news versus you know if we had a written website that we had to write stuff for would we do this is the question i don't know maybe we would maybe we'll get to a point where you've got to i don't know but it just is just man. weird, isn't it? And it's not. I I just want to kind of clarify. Well. I'm <laughs> like I'm never disappointed when I read the articles. I'm like, oh, okay, interesting opinion. It's just the title you're like, oh, and again, I wonder if it's because we're working online. We're just like we just know what's going on. We just know. What's yeah, happening. true. I wonder if it's that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. People over at Screen Rant, we don't hate you. Don't you know? Don't get this twisted. We're not out to. Uh, there's no vendetta here. There's no grudge or anything. You guys are cool. You know. You're taking out more than anything. You're taking the time to write about cool stuff. Yeah, it's just the, uh, you know, it's just your titles and stuff. You kind of get people in. You know, so it's the, the true definition of clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> so Brianna, good article. Yeah, like good, it. good read. <laughs> good read that. Good read, Jack. <laughs> just do better. Yeah, do better. <laughs> Imagine Screen Rant had a YouTube channel. Oh, don't. That'd be fun. No. That'd be fun. No. I don't want to get right. involved in that. <clears throat> oh, just let him go free. Jesus. Best, not to, best not to talk about it. Oh. And then Palpatine said, Screen <laughs> Rant has a competing channel. <laughs> Unlimited <sighs> clickbait. Unlimited clickbait. They're too dangerous to be left online. <laughs> that <was> too <laughs> dangerous to be left online. <laughs> Jesus. We need them. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Right. Let's wrap there. Do That's this it. all day. <clears throat> we could. Sometimes do. That was episode 208.
it's been awesome having you star wars spark rebellion listener listen to another episode of our podcast so thank you very much for joining us and uh, make sure you are following and subscribing if you're a newbie if you're new around here then welcome of course make sure you follow and subscribe we put a new episode out every single week every saturday and uh, we keep you up to date with all the star wars stuff if you want to support the show you can do that over at sparkrebellion.com forward slash support and you can bag yourself a laptop sticker get yourself some cool merch some cool merch we'll invite you on the show at some point and talk about star wars it's all good and our latest uh, feature to both the tiers you can choose between light and the dark side is that you now get an episode a day or two early from when it normally goes out every saturday so get on there three bucks each and uh, if you don't want to support us it's totally cool just your listen is totally fine uh, but all the stuff that we make through uh, our support we put back into the show make sure the production is all good and that we continue making lots of star wars content so those of you that do support us kev pascal denise all those guys thank you very much you guys are awesome and you can also catch us over on the socials by the way just head over to sparkrebellion.com forward slash twitter forward slash instagram and come and chat with us as we chat star wars throughout the week it's been another good week dude nice chatting to you and all that always good to chat dude and uh, yeah just a heads up for those supporting us currently through patreon we are moving our platform to captivate our podcast hosts so that we can do that early access it's the same as patreon essentially uh, some of you viewers have moved over so kevin and, and so on have moved over from patreon to captivate um we've sent a message out to everyone currently on patreon so you'll have an email in your inbox with an important update just asking you to move from patreon it takes about two minutes move from patreon over to sparkofrebellion.com slash support so that email's gone out uh, to you supporters that we need to just move over we will be closing the patreon down shortly um so better not to lose access and you'll get that extra early access to the episodes as well so look out for that email in your inbox and yeah adios man see you next week indeed thank you very much dude and yeah we'll see you guys next time so until then take care of yourselves and may the force be with you always <laughs>